0: Season 2, Episode 1 describes how the podcasters Alan, Sarah, and Traj met. The crew discusses the vulnerabilities of the human experience through storytelling. Trage reflects on his love of music production. Sarah talks about her yoga practice, and Alan reveals his interest in agriculture and his vintage tractor operation. The crew also talk about the joy of work or unwork, as Sarah likes to call it. That is her joy work and work work. It's the stuff, the burdensome stuff that could be improved. Sarah extrapolates. The fundamentals of hazardous risk and implications of these terms are also debated. Reflections are made on the adversarial system in the law. In a civil and just society, we should behave to Trage. Hello and welcome to the Why Work Podcast series. You are listening to Trace Vitkowski, Sarah Pazell, and Alan Girl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, what's everyone
1: been up to? I want to reflect a little bit on our podcast season 1. Yeah. I keep getting people asking me about how did you guys meet? Where did this start?
0: Oh, Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, Sarah, you and I met through uni and through all the academic work. And look, here we are recording. And I've known Alan a very long time, the opposite end of the bar table where we'd lock horns. But I'm curious to find out how you guys met. I can see the segue the way I've met both of you through my two different professional lives. However, how did you two meet?
1: Well, we share a love of food. <laughs> <laughs> Alan and I eat good meals. I never eat so well unless I'm eating with Alan. <laughs> My life has been enriched by cuisine with Alan. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: there you go. You're going to spend money on food, spend
2: it well. Do it
1: well. <laughs> so, right. But you, you were the state prosecutor. First of
0: all, Alan, I think, has and still does, he's always had a very good uh, relationship with the prosecution services. So everybody knows Alan. Everybody knows,
1: Everybody knows Alan. Alan.
0: <laughs> Everybody. If they don't yeah. know him, then they, they obviously aren't practising in this jurisdiction. And so from time to time, there would be a case, and even if it was a matter which didn't end up going to court, you know, our paths would cross. There'd a few incidents. I was only just thinking about a couple it's a really horrific matters, always fatalities.
1: So wait, wait, pause. So Trace, you would prosecute and Alan would defend. Correct. All right, so you're in the courtroom yeah. battling one another. Yep. Yeah.
0: And now it's funny because people No think, holds bar. It's interesting cause when people think of the adversarial system. It's a combat. It's a fight. It's a contest. It's not like the European inquisitorial system. No, no, you are uh, you pitted against each other, coliseum like. However, that just wasn't the case with Alan and um, and me. Uh, That's because I was scared of you. Oh.
1: <laughs> I don't oh. believe that you're fighting. You're fighting for, on behalf of your clients, and I know you're the very best. So, Alan, like you of, go for it, most but you're strategic. Of the work is
2: done before you actually get in the courtroom. So you do all your negotiations in the weeks before, and what you aim to do is to resolve as much as you can before you get in the courtroom, and that's my style.
0: Uh, And I think the style is a style that's based on grace, and dignity, you don't need to roll the sleeves up and put the knuckle dusters oh, on. Oh, boys, the drama's
1: so fun <laughs> in the it TV, TV oh, drama. Don't, don't
0: worry. There, <laughs> there have been cases where I've had to almost need to get a bit like this protector shield we've got here in the mic. I've seen spittle fly out. <laughs> and and I think to myself, you know, sure, right, you're very passionate about this case, but it doesn't need to be so so visceral and almost so aggressive but, um, oh, no, it, it, that does happen. But I assure you, with Alan, it's always been something that has been you know, re- rewarding and because there are jobs to do. It's an adversarial system. We both have our respective clients. In the case of a prosecutor, it's the model litigant and it's the state. And don't forget, the Crown is armed to the teeth with resources. So often defence teams... Have a very tough job because depending on how cashed up the mm. client is, yeah, would you depends agree? Depends on your client, yeah. Mm, mm. And so Alan's side would be quite difficult, particularly if the client is a SME and if that business
1: a small to medium enterprise. Yep, that's
0: right. And if that business need, well, there's only so far they can go. So, but I kind of think in everything you do in life, you should do it with a, a modicum of humility and common courtesy, and because in a civil and just society, we should behave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a very hospitable way.
1: So I, what I've learned about Alan is he can be very strategic. So he can be softly, quietly spoken and strategic at the same time and then pull a punch when it comes out of left wing when you don't expect it. Comes comes to the side where it's really bang and he's waited just for the right time to do that.
2: <laughs> well, yes. Well, we've, we've worked together on matters uh, where we've worked for the same client. Yes. And um, it's got to the position where they're so overborne by the, and demands mm-hmm. of the inspectorate that they they need to lift it to another level, That's it. um, and it's very difficult for a small business because they do have limited resources and they do the best they can with what they have.
1: But when we started this this podcast, this was over coffee and croissants, yep. right? So state prosecutor, defending lawyer, you guys have gone to battle in the courtroom, as yep. you will, whether it was quiet, strategic and polite, no matter what, you've been on opposing sides, but you yep. can still be mates, you can still have a beer. We're all getting together, you and I teach together, Trej, and we're having croissants and coffee, and we're just telling stories. Yep. We're just telling stories, which is just part of humanity, isn't it? The yep. vulnerabilities of the, of the human experience. That's right, and your music producing and composition background, and all the laughter—we ah. couldn't get out of the cafe. They were putting the chairs up on the table, and we just said, "You know what? We've got to record this." So what
0: you're saying is, you can—the listeners can feel and sense the frustrated musician coming out of this podcast. <laughs> 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 but by, by the music, they know this guy is so desperate His that he has al- to cling onto a podcast alter to ego revive a dream,
1: previous career. That's it. We yeah. love it. It's we like love it. He we just w-
0: will not give it up. He still thinks well, he's got a hit single in him
1: but it's your passion work and actually I go into workplaces all the time and I, I and that's one of my questions I say what's your joy work and what's your work work and mm-hmm. is the balance of that just right so mm-hmm. that's actually one of my entry points all right here's one of my secret weapons and as soon as you start asking that people pause and reflect and they kind of think oh all right well I really love this and I go well what could strengthen that what could underpin that what could give you more of that or what could enhance that your joy work and then what's your work work or something that might be burdensome? Yeah. And is there is that a pain that c- could be resolved? So how do we support that joy work? How do we give you more of it? Is it the right balance? How do we address or fix that work work, problem work?
0: Yeah. And I said in the last season that candour is in short supply. Humour is in short supply. Absolutely, and, um, and you can be funny without having to be degrading. And, and you, in fact, I was thinking of Alan again. You've got a, a nickname. I'll probably call it. What's a my name. nickname? No, no, you've got one for Alan.
1: Ah. Oh. Oh, the um, Owl. Yeah. Well, I, I thought d- you guys had a secret nickname for no, me. No, no, I'm like, I'm, tell me. Come no, I'm on.
0: on it, but, uh, but I'd like Little to Miss Campy Ron. No, I'd, I'd like to invent <laughs> the Owl, and from here on in, you are the lawyer formerly known <laughs> as <laughs> Owlin. Owlin. There <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. we Owlin. Yeah, have you guys... Have you go. I've guys... <laughs> <nicknames laughs> in my life, but <laughs> I like that. To but you, it's I never. I didn't put that together. I love like it. Owlin. Owlin. Owlin.
0: And I think there should be a next marketing strategy. Who are you going to call <laughs> Just, uh,
1: i can't even say it on that <laughs> yeah. ooh howling yeah,
0: exactly look and you can have that it's free, it's <laughs> right, free thank,
2: free. thank you.
1: you have you guys ever <laughs> done your your, your animal totem? <laughs> have you ever yeah. done your animal <laughs> totem Oh, the monkey are <laughs> you so you've done, you know what i'm trying to say have you ever done your your animal totem <laughs>
0: Sorry, the monkey. <laughs> are, the, the, are, are you the monkey? I'm the monkey or the organ grinder. Or you there's grinder all these little surveys, the
1: right? You, know, you do your animal totem. You go, if you haven't done it, you need to do it. And I, I uh, am okay. the river otter. And oh, I love the river otter. Cool. It always, it is, see, it's cool. How do you do it? little play where, yeah. on your belly and lie on, on so, your back. How do you know? How do you find this? know? Oh, the, just Google who. what is my yeah. totem animal. And there's like survey after survey. And time and time again, I come back. You know, all the important things, right? What's your astrology sign? Dude, what? What's your sign? What's your totem? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's my left-wing yoga side talking, okay? Uh, so I yoga. have to get really…
2: <laughs> so hang on. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, come whoa, on. Whoa. Let's come out with that. Yoga, <laughs> yoga master. What
1: the, the, heck? the the yogini in me. I love, well, I'm sitting here in yoga Sukasana, cross-leg pose. You guys always make fun of me and the weird postures that again. But so, you always
2: have the best okay. posture during this so, podcast. So, oh, well, okay. So, hang on.
0: You're, obviously, you do yoga for recreation. So right? my Are joy
1: you? work, right? We're talking about joy work and work work. Part of my joy work and my love work is, is teaching yoga and oh. just spending time reflecting on silly stuff like what the heck my totem is and how does that fulfill my life by knowing that. <laughs> I'm the spirit animal of the river otter. Playful, joyful, move-around obstacles have no, a little we, fun with it. We, we did notice that you love
2: yoga. And I love you yoga. Notice the name of your company,
1: which is ultimately. Do you remember? The more yoga. The more Yoga Institute Pty Ltd. Thank you okay. very much. And oh, I used to can have. We just, a, can can we just
2: get some clarification <laughs> that that's you love yoga?
1: I it's love not
2: yoga about. No, oh no, no,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah no. Oh, right. Wait, 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 wait.
0: I that, I just got
2: visual. Okay. Cause,
1: cause I'm, I, I okay. I'm
0: thinking of that erasure song. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, <we> go- <laughs> song. You know
1: it, yeah.
0: Or <laughs> well, more. But hang on, whoa, whoa, let's feel like, like You you we're going to be talking
1: about some funny angles and working in brothels today. So, let me, you know, this is pure we'll yoga. Like to take yoga. But th-
0: so you're a yoga
2: master? Uh, I'm a yoga
1: uh, instructor. instructor. I'm on, yeah, I I, oh, wow. I struggle with yoga and I yep. love yoga as oh, much oh, as yes. anyone. Yep. Is there but such
2: f- a thing as a yoga master?
1: I'm sure Guru. there are Guru. gurus. Yes, that's right. That's not me. I'm just living and anchored in, a, in the real world, not sitting on a mountaintop, you know, still engaged with... I'm sort of imagining you
2: floating. Off the chair in a minute. I I can't. Because I was. I didn't see. I'm going to
1: show you a pose that I can do, or you'll think I am floating, okay? So.
0: Because I, I did a CPD recently, and they actually have a yoga room, a yoga instructor. Like this is in the law firm. It's one of the, the blue chippy type firms. It, it's just for
1: you to have some downtime and have yeah, a fresh yeah, time. So like a, what do they pay? I'm no. I'm just,
0: well, I was going to say you should. I, I'll switch you <laughs> it because of, it's reasonable. You, you know what I'm talking about. I did that old CPD, and it, breakfast was great.
1: I've taught all kinds of corporate yoga. Okay, one a, one a, of what? my favourite jobs in my right. my unwork work. I, so I call teaching yoga unwork work, right? Or joy yeah. work. It's but my it's unwork the, work but forces me to stop from too nice. much cognitive stuff for a moment and just be anchored in my body. So, one of my fun jobs way back when in San Luis Obispo, California, was teaching yoga, get this, to the firefighter boys. <laughs>
2: It's
0: the
1: <laughs> Right? <laughs> they
0: weren't doing a the calendar They were
1: the paid. Time. They were paid to have <laughs> yoga classes. They were paid to do at least an hour of exercise wow. a day. That was considered part of their fitness regime so that they could be really superior quality firefighters. And so they went to the council and they argued that they could also have an in-house yoga instructor come on to them, right? So and, and unless they got interrupted by a fire bell, otherwise they did yoga with me.
0: So while it's your work and unwork, as you said work it really is a, or it's a part of you and it's part of an extension of, of it's your. The, um, it's
1: the fiber of my being so my man, corporate so cool. that's right the parent corporation of viva health at work is lamore yoga institute Ltd. we used wow, to have Sarah. a springbrook Cedar retreat a retreat and the motto is we bring love through yoga to more hearts more of the time and the reason i kept that was that no matter what i did in my business world i would still as you said stay respectful and graceful and try to honour my values, live my values, walk the talk.
0: You are.
2: You are definitely. Alan, so you're also, before we move off, you're also an expert in work design. Mm-hmm. And do you think it's a good thing for employers to have a breakout like yoga in their work design?
1: A breakout that's meaningful to the workers? Absolutely. Does it have to just be yoga? No. What you, what the challenge is you might only attract the people that love yoga. Is there a chance to educate people about all the realms that yoga can offer? Sure. Whether you, have, you physically can bend yourself like a pretzel or you can balance or strengthen or just do relaxation or meditation. Sure, that's a value. Is it going to be an industrial risk management solution? No per se, in and of itself without challenging the way the work has been designed, whether or not you're addressing the causation, the contributing factors of some of the events that are occurring at work. So you can't just only rely on symptom management, I guess is what I'm saying. Yoga is, can be a beautiful thing to add to the workplace and it can tell people that you love them, if you will offering these kinds of services in health and well-being. But you must not forget about what's happening in the design of work. It would be hypocritical to put somebody in, in a position where they're subject to a lot of stressors and, you know, very f- poor physical form, cognitive form, psychological exposures and then say, hey, but we have a, a lunchtime yoga class. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yes.
0: yes. You're if you're going
1: to on- do, do it, do it all. And it's not a band-aid this. solution. No. And you not- don't want
0: to put someone in a lotus position. I- <laughs>
1: I'm kind of, in, now, and on that note, the room, look, look, boom, on, boom. on that note, so here's, you know, I know we're going to talk later about manual task risk management, but because you said that I can't help, I have people all the time li- relying on things like, oh, just video analysis. And they say, awkward posture, that's a risk. I say no, no, that's a hazard. And you need interacting risk factors because the more and the more they, they say, you must have a neutral posture at work, right? And they look at what I call Google ergonomics. I take a snapshot of me in a very complex yoga pose and I send that and I say is this am I you know in poor health at this moment? And the whole room goes silent. Dun, dun. You can't just rely on one hazard and not think about interacting risk factors when you're analysing work. <laughs>
2: yeah, <but> that's <laughs> that's, saying, that's frankly, true, but a lot of the people that will be listening to this podcast will be WHS or OHS specialists. Do you remember we, we had meetings with government officials and we were addressing
1: this issue because there was not a harmonisation in the language among work cover, among your um, state, national materials, or gu- practice Correct. guidelines your ISO standards, the legislation. There wasn't ha- harmonised definitions around hazard and risk, something True, so fundamental. I just assumed it was there in the uniform. No, it it's, it's
0: devolving and anti-harmonising. There's two things. One is people are using the terms interchangeably, but I was referring more from that... Uh, nomenclatural context, the <laughs> nomenclatura of mixing risk and risk and hazard, when really they, the real word is danger, but of course, it's not a popular term uh, in the common law jurisdiction. It is in Europe. However, that we will unpack one day, risk, and we'll define it for our listeners. Well, I,
2: I remember that job because... Yes. the. Um, the way people talk about risks and hazard is different in Australia to it is in New Zealand.
1: Aha, uh-huh, that's uh, right. That's yep. my point. And then you've got the new ISO standards with the description of psychosocial and psychological risks on the occupational realm, right? So there's that's a right. lot, a big library of open discussion of just general hazards, and it hasn't been synthesised and integrated. You heard, you've heard me speak of my concerns about this before. How do we actually talk about what would be interacting and in, uh, of multiple hazards? together and escalate and then become risk no, factor fact or danger. Said, I like the word danger. I actually yeah, like
0: that. And, and the fact that you said before when that person said, oh, look, there's a risk. You said, no, no, that's the hazard that in itself. Right and, now. And maybe we can talk about this, set up a seminar or whatever, and we can try and unpack the, the syntax, as I said, that categorization. It matters. Of the term, and it does Because big decisions well, are made. People legally, it will matter a lot too. Definitionally, yeah. it will matter, particularly if a case, because I'm sure judges would also want to expect the correct use, particularly when you're particularizing complaints. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Before that, before we have a break with this one, Alan, how's the farm going? What's happening? <laughs> the farm <laughs> the, the tractor farm is,
2: I've seen pictures of you on a good. tractor. Yes, I wouldn't want anyone listening to this podcast to look at my tractor. It's a it's a vintage tractor of nineteen fifty eight Ferguson Um, Is that a
0: British or Australian or American?
2: uh, They were brought out in Australia. From? But it it lacks all the safety mechanisms that you would get in a brand new tractor. So it's like a Soviet,
0: a big Russian uh, tractor which probably actually ironically, would have had safety mechanisms because they were on board before we were. But that's another story. Tell us what's happening with the tractor. Do You do a lot of good, honest, hard work, unlike me. Yes. <laughs> uh, just a wimpy, white-collar worker. Tell us a bit about the blue-collar
2: work that you're so doing. So the, the blue-collar work I do is clearing uh, invasive non-australian vegetation and restoring it's australian sweet. vegetation mm. Deeper, you
0: find some yeah. things
2: about this fellow mm-hmm. and we try to plant a lot of australian plants that produce food oh, so lovely davidson plum is probably my favorite that's wonderful Alex. did you
1: represent the environmental protection agency in the past i
2: did and i'm um, just recently been consulted on a Big environmental matters. Oh, there you go.
0: See? But this is getting back to your thing about passion. Somehow things sort of find their way. They manifest, in, you know, into the universe. You know, at the risk of sounding a bit wacky. i are but you're going to set the intention. Curious. In
1: yoga, we call that your sankalpa. You, there you set go. your intention.
0: We hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Traj, Sarah and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe. See you next time.